1: This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And uh, welcome once again to the H&J Daily uh, Best Bits of This Afternoon show. We had uh, a number of studio guests including Chris Tarrant. Um, on very good form. Yeah, um, always good to see him. Yeah, you'll hear the second half of this conversation.
2: The first half was uh, about his new program. It's quite harrowing, yeah. isn't it? Really,
1: but uh, we'll bring you the lighter second the half. The lighter of that. Side, If you want to yeah. listen again to the whole show, it is available on the website. Yeah. Uh,
2: Doddy Weir, what an inspiration he yeah. came in. The rugby player, of course, sadly suffering from motor neurons disease, but That's m- right. uh, dealing with it in an incredible way. Yeah,
1: he's a great guy. So uh, you'll you'll hear our chat with uh, Doddy. and we had a bit of a chat. As
2: we had a bit there. of a chat. It was less okay. less. Gravitas to watch. Yeah, yeah, certainly,
1: certainly was. Here it all is.
2: Yeah, it was a funny game last night, really, wasn't it? It was mean, 1 0, but you know, it was so much more. It was like a real 1 0 thrash. It, it was, really? yeah, yeah. They could have got a draw out of it. I mean, to be fair to United, they hung in there. I thought Lindelof and De Gea kept them in it. Lindelof mm. played really well, actually. And, uh, but uh, I think you ever do this when you, you hear the commentator say something and then you go back and check it. and mm-hmm. then you realise Because uh, Darren Fletcher was saying, Jose walked to the ground disguised in a hoodie. And I thought he said, uh, Jose walked to the ground disguised as a pudding. <laughs> really? I wrote down disguised <laughs> as a pudding. I thought, no, he couldn't have said that. So I went when back dis- It's it. not much of a disguise,
1: <laughs> a pudding, is it? Well, what, of, it doesn't make you sort of in Christmas
2: com- pudding, is it? you see those people as like yeah. a walking Christmas
1: play. yeah but not as a disguise <laughs> not when you're trying not to get noticed amongst 60,000 people
2: social media is very funny about football isn't it and it, it, there's lots of Mickey taking mm. of uh, Jose Mourinho's three fingers again mm. like, uh, Paddy Powers he's in Greg's indicating that he's just had three sausage rolls yeah. and all that stuff <laughs> and uh, well, I can't do the other one that I read but it was very funny though. Yeah. being in a nursing home <laughs> in 2046 mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah, so that that yeah. was that was good. And uh,
1: what? <laughs> the producer says you've just done it, basically. Well, I, I, I yeah, I are yeah, yeah.
2: doing it. I did enjoy uh, the, Martin Keown. He always comes up with a good one. He said, he's got quick feet, De Barlow. <laughs> what, Ken De Barlow? <laughs> <laughs> it would be great if
1: he was called Ken De Barlow, Yeah, it? yeah.
2: It'd be good. Brilliant. Mm. Um, yeah, but there you go. It's... Uh, a lot of it, I mean, Lindelof was mm. saying, oh, you know, we played really well and we deserved something out of the game. You think, well, you played well, but I don't think you really deserved it. No, they, they, they were by far the better team.
1: We're going to have a chat um, very shortly with someone who's was in the press conference because, um, yeah, Joe's had some interesting stuff to say after the match. More mm. or less hinting at the fact that uh, aren't you yeah. very lucky? Isn't the manager lucky to get the players he wants? Well, Which that's good to that's to
2: scouting. They spent a lot less money than United have. They did. You know, what I don't understand is, for me, Matic, for example, I've felt this a long time about him. He's he's obviously a good player, but he does tend to slow the play up. So when the ball comes to him, he takes three or four touches or he passes it sideways, it's a bit bobbly. It's often he slows the play up. And so they bought Fred for 50 million Mm. and he didn't play last night. So if you were playing, if you want somebody mobile, you're playing in that sort of thing. You know, who, who sanctioned the 50 million for Fred? It must have been Mourinho. You know, so you, well, you who can't, knows?
1: You can't complain, can you? You just can't. You, um, I, I, I did find myself sitting there thinking, well, "When's, uh, when's uh, Fellaini coming on? When they're going to stick it in the mixer?" Because yeah. that has got him out of trouble, as he yeah, did against Newcastle, yeah. as in the past. But of course, he wasn't there, was he? He was bemoaning the fact mm. he wasn't there and wasn't available. So, what can show. you do? Yes. Mm. Uh, what else have I got? I did have a very good piece. Uh, oh yeah, here it is.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a story that's going on at the moment. It's a, it's a. A banker who's lost uh, a £9 million league london home in a legal fight with moscow mm-hmm. so it's one of these oligarch situations but in his witness statement he came up with this yeah she said uh, putin personally told me of his plan to acquire chelsea football club in order to increase his influence and raise russia's profile i can't imagine what even... sort of era was this what to no, buy it yeah apparently yeah he wants to he wants to own the club does he really it <laughs> wouldn't be good for me if i start criticizing the
1: team <laughs> wouldn't be a great idea <laughs> Not i can't idea. be shouting get your, get your <laughs> checkbook out yeah. vladimir could you <laughs> Yeah, that would be the end of that. you would be coming in every day. Chelsea lost 5-0. He'd go, what do you think, Andy? I haven't got a problem with it. <laughs> but uh, didn't yeah. Willian score four own goals? He did, but I'm not blaming him or the owner. Especially not the owner. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. A bit mad, really. Times it, have yeah. been... You're talking about the, the, the business United did. Hmm. We'll come on to this uh, and the business Juve did in comparison. But uh, time's making the point, though. Uh, Alexandro, uh, Dybala, Kansai, um Matuidi... Pjanic and uh, Bentancourt uh, were mm. all bought over the last three uh, years for 150 million quid, all of those players. The
2: only problem is with that argument is, it, for example, Matuidi, say if Arsenal had wanted Matuidi, it would have cost them a lot more money than he would have cost Juventus. For some mm. reason, there's a premium. The clubs who are selling to English clubs, they know how much money they've yeah. got. And that's the reason. I'll why and, that
1: is, because English clubs will overpay. Yeah, they will
2: <laughs> because overpay they can afford and they to. have too much money. So therefore, the, you, you, to compare it like for like... It's a,
1: strictly accurate because those yeah. players coming to England would have cost a lot more uh, Nigel Adley, our England correspondent asks uh, me now would Putin pass the fit and proper persons test <laughs> well Nigel if you were in charge <laughs> would you pass him that's all I'm saying <laughs> I've passed him already <laughs> yeah. and and he's very definitely rubber stamped the whole thing he's, he's right on board the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. With us now in the studio, definitely one of the best-dressed men uh, we've encountered uh, in, in this <laughs> in this building is the former Scotland Lions lock uh, Doddy Weir. Doddy, good to see you, Paul. Well, thank you, Andy. Thank you very much. Thanks very thank much you. for coming in. My name's Doddy. Is your uh, autobiography, which is uh, which is well out soon, isn't it? We've uh, we've just given us we're hot off the press. You've given us a couple of copies today. It's so uh, the five is the S though. So we oh, of course, that. that's right. And that that's that's also the name of your foundation. Some of the the listeners uh, may not know that uh, just under two years ago you were given a diagnosis of a uh, like neuron disease, and uh, you've set up the foundation because one of the things you were surprised to find that the the drugs you're given um, as part of the treatment are 20 years old and nothing's come along since.
3: Yeah, it's it, it's quite frustrating, yeah, to go back to when we got diagnosed some two two years ago for motor for this don't know it's quite a, it's a horrific issue. It's a terminal illness at the moment because there's no cure. But it just basically shuts the whole body down. So it's muscle wastage, and I don't have a lot of muscles anyway. So with that, it doesn't help. So eventually your muscles and your legs disappear, so you can't walk. Your arms, so you can't really write, or you can't drink, you can't clothe, you can't go bathing either. Your speech disappears, you're swallowing in your, in your uh, breathing, so it, horrific is, is what what happens. And with that, the average diagnosis is between, once you, you get diagnosed, the average life expectancy is between one and three years, so again, that's not that clever, so it's important you live life, mm. so I'm still partying and it's quite good, I've never been invited to so many <laughs> Paris boys, so that again, is good. But. On the frustration side of things is that when we got diagnosed, yes, there's a pill out and it gives you an extra three months of living. That's what it's behind. So I've kind of covered that side of things. <clears throat> but on the back of that, there's nothing else. Yeah. There's nothing else that people with MND can get a hold of, can do to extend their life or stop this disease. And that's where my frustration's been because sure. 22 years ago, the one pill hit the market. There's not one other item. So our campaign with the foundation, My Name, Story Foundation, we, we set up just under a year ago. Mm. And and with that, the generosity and, and support's been overwhelming. We've nearly spent one million pounds in research and care, which is phenomenal, and I'd just like to thank everyone wow. for their support in doing that. Mm. And together we need to continue so at least there's one, one item that could maybe give people with MND or other neurological issues just a little chance. Yeah. Um, and with that, you an option. At the moment, there's an option. So we like to try and change that. Did, it, did, did
1: your research start to tell you you looked into it, that this was it just not enough was being spent on research? Or, or, or is it a very complex uh, disease, which, which is quite hard to control with uh,
3: pharmaceuticals? There's a combination of both. For example, I don't know in England, but in Scotland, there's five million people living in Scotland. Five hundred people have MND, so the numbers are not great, but one in three hundred people will be contacted with MND, motor neuron disease, or die of MND. And the reason why it's a quick turnaround because people with it ultimately um, die quick or, mm. or can die quick with it it's a quick turnaround of people so with that i think it's it's funding it's numbers and it's also the complexity so it's quite a, a wide varying of issues that uh, nothing's maybe been done
1: you're defying the doctors already though aren't you because mm. i was just reading an excerpt in today's telegraph from your book and uh the doctor, who, who, who Bedside manner could have been slightly better, yes. <laughs> said to you, well, you, you won't be walking back here in 12 months' time. I can tell you that when you ask for a kind of prognosis. And here you are, still walked into our studio two years on.
3: Yeah, and still, and if anything, that's maybe an incentive. And I think the, the, the journey we've been, and that's what a little of the book is about, why, why it came about, well, I've been meaning to maybe write one for nearly 20 years mm. and with my diagnosis of my life expectancy I thought well i maybe better get the pen and paper out <laughs> to try and put things together but yeah the incentive and mm. coming to see you guys and being able to challenge the professors has given me a wee bit a wee bit purpose to life and, and uh, hopefully people behind the scenes can, can mm. see that and that's another area forgive them
2: and the listeners reason. can probably hear that you're using humour to sort of deal with this and I follow you on Twitter and you, you do that all the time you're very funny and I suppose mm. it's the only way to do it really otherwise what else is left so you, you kind of have to I suppose.
3: We have to and I think that's we've been brought up in sport rugby rugby's just been phenomenal the support we've had with the boys and the humour hmm. it's just been unbelievable and it, it's nice humour, it's good humour and in, in a way a good friend of mine Gary Armstrong who's mm. uh, I've grown up quite a bit, he when I told him about the horrific disease he guys I've got MND and a bit of trouble here, and he says, big man, have you got the potholes filled in in your driveway <laughs> and I go, what? <laughs> potholes? Why that? Because I don't want to call from your wife to say you got your electric wheelchair stuck. Oh, no right. <laughs> humour. Yeah. It's yeah. there. It keeps you smiling, yeah. keeps you going, and that's the beauty of the of the sport we're involved in.
1: Yeah, the it's a, a lot of people have rallied around a lot of people in sort of showbiz and, and, and sport and everything. It's very noticeable looking at the pictures in the book as well since the diagnosis and the amount of people that have rallied round and, and want the help.
3: Yeah, just <laughs> It's nice and cold in the studio, boys. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, water we'll get you some water, yeah, but, we'll get some water.
1: But with mm-hmm. that, yeah,
3: it's just the journey has just been truly amazing. All yeah. of, of the people and where we've been and what we've been doing. And with that, it, it's enlightened a lot of people, which gives on a, on a very bad issue. It, it's quite exciting. So there's Stone haven, for example, the whole t- town got together. So the cycling club, the rugby club and the schools and colleges got together to raise some funds for My Name Story Foundation. My niece in uh, school, they sold toast. Primary school sold toast wow. at lunchtime to raise funds. And just recently, a boy wanted and sent a, a wee message to his headmaster because his dad was selling a, a sheep on behalf. So there's a wide variety <laughs> of things happening, which is quite exciting. You've, ta- you've yeah. taken inspiration
1: from different yeah. areas, and one of them I read is kind of is reading...
3: Stephen Hawking and kind
1: of looking at his experiences as well
3: very much he he was an icon I think with people with MND so it gives you a bit of hope that you can you can live with the disease for a long time Mm -hmm. but unfortunately he's not longer here which is quite disappointing because it just shows you that MND you can't outrun it and it it caught up with him so so with him yes he was was an inspiration that you could continue life and very successfully with it with the horrific issue but Again, it goes back to trying to find a little cure. Yeah, of uh, And a wee stoppage so that people... Because I, I received, a, as I say, an email from someone a wee while ago who who uh, said, keep up the big work, good work, big man, because my brother-in-law got MND, got diagnosed last September and died in December, three months, and he was 38 years of age. Wow. And had two kids, two and five. So when you hear stories like that... Sure, of course. i have not got a lot to complain with because I'm 10 years further on. my kids are the same, so let's try and... See so together we can try and help and raise funds and awareness and try and get a, an extra cure. Absolutely. It looks like there's
2: plenty of rugby in the book, too. <laughs> it's not all about the
3: disease, is it? Well, so. it's not. I mean, it's bizarrely that people might not understand, but my main love was horse riding. You'll see a few pictures in there of wow. me horse riding. So when I got. Bit cap, tall for
1: a jockey, though,
3: Paul. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I actually rode a flat race at oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was what about really, that keen on the <laughs> horse riding and that was my main love before rugby or during rugby and if I could continue the horses more than the rugby I'd like to have done that so yes, I I did a flat race at Musselburgh but unfortunately, I was, don't tell anyone but I was 10 stone overweight to the time <laughs> I got all my saddles <laughs> and, and, and we won last place but it just goes through through life of where and how lucky I've been in different different areas I've been involved in and with this new journey with MND it's maybe easier to put in words of people when you get this horrific news of what you go through because you're there to try and help and protect your family. So, sure. But life has certainly been for living. No regrets, and it's been a big party, and with any luck, we'll continue to party.
1: People often say, don't they, Donnie, that this kind of life before diagnosis and life after. Does it feel mm. a little bit like that? Does it feel like when you look through the book, you chatted to Stuart Weir to, when you put the book together. Did it kind of feel like two different
3: lives you were writing about? Well, in in some ways, not really, because I've parted quite well, and and mm. the, the change of life, you've got a change of emphasis a little bit, Paul, on where we are and what we're doing, and and the foundation and one thing or another, and 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 that's important. The same with the rugby, when you when you get involved in something, you concentrate in that area. Out with rugby, my working, believe it or not, I was involved in the sewage world, so it just shows you how my rugby career was. You see, <laughs> I was a successful rugby player and I'm looking after people's number twos and sort of thing. <laughs> but you put everything into that and now, now there's a different phase of my life that that because of maybe what was done previous is, is going extremely well and just truly emotional of, of where we've gone yeah. with myself and the kids. The suits
1: are fantastic. <laughs> we love the suits, the many. I mean, how many yeah. have
3: you got well, we've got about eight or nine now. We've got a wow. new one getting built at the moment, which will be quite exciting. Uh, Scotlandshop.com are involved. I've got, being a freak of nature, I've got to get them built, boys. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so there's a big game next week, Scotland v Wales at Cardiff for the Doddies Cup. Ah, so right. I'm trying a new funky red and blue tartan bit. There, there's, there's amazing. Iron Brew very kindly allowed me to... To wear a, a, an orange one, which is Iron Brew tartan, and we've got the one I've got on is a multicoloured one for the British lines that we went on tour last year with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they've all, they've all got a meaning to them. The,
1: no is one. there a, the, the Weir <coughs> tartan? Have you had mm. one made it? There must be a Weir tartan, isn't there? There
3: is a Weir tartan, but we've actually got one commissioned. It's Doddy's tartan, which oh, is fantastic. yellow and blue and black and white because of the three clubs that have been involved. So, that's my foundational tartan one. So, it got built. Um, last year, actually, and it, it got its opening day was Scotland v England, boys. Oh, okay. In the okay. rugby, oh, of which okay. Scotland won the they first did. year oh, in yeah, ten yeah, years, yeah. so my lucks <laughs> finally changed. <laughs> you, you
2: mentioned the British Lions, then in the news today, because uh, the concerns over how much rugby people are playing, they're saying now players are well, going to be restricted, and there's, they're talking about even that the Lions tours could be in jeopardy. I think that would be a, a terrible thing. would now? People love that. It's a big. It's like the Ryder Cup, isn't it? So it's a, one of rugby's best things
3: I definitely agree with that Andy as a player it's one of the best things you can be involved in as a supporter I can talk about it because we were there last year just with things that were going on we got invited to go Mm -hmm. to New Zealand Unbelievable. It was just truly amazing the supporters. And what's mm. quite special, first time in maybe six weeks that the Scots got on well with the English, you know, yeah. for six weeks, <laughs> yeah. talk to each other about each other That's drink true. and as soon as the lines finish it's back to how it used to be. But now on this serious side, it's just unbelievable the lines and to, for them to for anyone to be talking that would it would never keep continuing it, it would be an absolute travesty. But to cut the games it's maybe a good thing. Because the players do play a lot of games. There's a lot of uh, media time at the moment for to try and reduce the number of games that local players are playing as well. So they've got to look after them because the players are a lot bigger. Mm. But for the cut and the Lions never to happen is mm. it hopefully will never, ever be the case. I
1: think that's a slight concern that with five weeks at the preparation time. I mean, when, when you were on a Lions tour to South Africa, you had a, obviously a lot more warm up matches, a lot more preparation time. Um, but if you're down to five weeks, it's not a lot of time to get acclimatized and they worry about the quality of it. And that could
3: affect the future of it. It could, and I don't think it'll affect the quarter, but yes, it's acclimatising getting the players together to have the best results in the Test matches, because mm. that's the bond that's come a long way, I think, from the 1970s when they were away three or four months and played 27 to 30-odd games, so yeah. it, it's mm. reduced quite a bit since then, but it's just trying to have a look at the players, because they say that they're getting bigger and healthier now. and. Got, there's quite a lot of injuries involved. Now, whether it's due to the amount of games or the pitches could be one because there's a lot of 4G pitches happening. So mm. that might have a bearing of, of where they're going as well. But the Lions is certainly very special and it's it's down to winning the test matches. So it'll just be up to the players and the coaches to try and get preparation done a bit quicker. Well,
1: Donnie, lovely to see you. Thank you ever so much for coming. We wish you uh, well, with, yeah, the well course, with the book and, of course, the foundation. It's easy to remember the name of both. Uh, my name's Doddy. Mm-hmm. The S in name is name. You mentioned a, Stuart Weir as is well. Is it five? Yeah, that's right. Stuart, who was a regular voice on the show, so mm. talk football with us a lot. Has uh, written this with uh, Doddy and has done a fine job. So, uh, yeah, good luck with the book and and say we lovely to see you. Keep uh, keep in touch and see, we if we can help in any way with a foundation, put the word out there. We're very happy to do that.
3: We've done a great job today, boys. Thank you very much. Continued success to you guys. Thank yeah, you,
1: Doddy Weir. There it's Paul Hawksby and Annie Jacobs. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast Well, Jacobs here on Talksport. Chris Tarrant. Uh, with friend of the show. in Friend wow, of the show, yeah, yeah, so. that's right,
4: yeah. I'm what, yeah,
1: You are, Chris. I think well, it's been a few times you've been in there, hasn't it? I know, you know
4: I keep looking years. for the cheque, but it never comes. We, we played, we played cricket, didn't we? I thudding on my mat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it finally happened, didn't it, a few years back? It was the Bunbury's against the Lord's Taverners.
4: Oh, yes. Yes. And they cheated. And they cheated, didn't they? Oh, they always cheat. Yeah, but they really cheated us. <laughs> <laughs> this wonderful goodwill game of cricket. Lords, a fight. <laughs> Are you still playing, Chris? you're playing cricket? I played last year. I can talk you through my six not out if you like. I've got about an hour. Okay. okay. <laughs> who was who was bowling? Someone like Devon Malcolm or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh God. I faced Wayne Daniel once. Yeah. And you know mm. like when you're playing cricket against mm. obviously serious bowlers, mm. they go, Don't worry, I'll bowl slow and Michael Holding was bowling, it'll bowl Yeah, low. they bowl off breaks. But nobody yeah. had told Wayne Daniel. <laughs> you were just a bunch of lightweight <laughs> disc jockeys. <laughs> this thing. Can I have a word? <laughs> I think that word saved my life. <laughs> we had well, I
1: we did, played remember, in a game. Well, I did that with Alan Mulally, yeah, didn't yeah, I? The too. England bowler. Because uh, <laughs> I was batting with um, with uh, Chris Cowdery, so oh, yeah. I ended up And he bowled Alan Mulally. And he sort of bowled a medium pace. And I don't know how... I got hold of it and we got hmm. uh, we got a couple of runs.
4: You never want to do that. Well, no. I, he thought,
1: "Oh, he, it was quite. It's probably the best shot I've ever played."
4: So he thought, "I oh, can play, so yeah. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll loosen up a bit."
4: They didn't even <laughs> yeah. see the next one when it came. Oh, no. yeah, out. yeah, that's the, the trouble. The, the gap between us and them have done it properly is is just unreal. Yes, you I know, think it's more scared. in the bowling.
2: I've had a few good mm. professional batsmen out over, the, over my time. Yeah.
4: Well, we used to play this guy, James Hull, against the Lord Taverners. He used to do James Hull's Dentist 11. And they were called James Hull's Drillers. Mm. And they are all supposedly London dentists, just guys who liked a bit of cricket, whatever. Mm. So I'm looking down this, this um, team list one day, number six, Gibbs. And I said, who's that? And he said, oh, it's Gibbs, the toothpaste family. So that comes Herschel Gibbs. who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then us all over St. John's Wood for an hour and a half. The next year, out comes that well-known dentist, B. Lara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs>
1: I love his toothpaste. Yes, I love it. I
2: don't use oh. anything else. It's <laughs> like minty it's freshness, <laughs> the Lara toothpaste. It's yeah. yeah, We lost easily. Well, that's not surprising. But it's a good game.
1: Yes. i just seen nine hours ago, apropos of nothing, uh, in the Worcester News, uh, is a headline that says "Your chance to buy suits worn by Chris Tarrant." Really? Yeah. Do,
4: do you know there's somebody selling your suits? Yeah. Well, there's an old skip that went missing. <laughs> Are they really? It's raising.
1: It's, it's raising money for a hospice down in uh, Worcester. I've got well, no idea good. how they got there, but that's, this is good news. They're, well, they're I 80, it's good news. They're eighty quid each. You should go and, pay for go and buy them the first. Go buy I got them from a hospice it's shop anyway. De-
4: One of them's a D Mob suit. I think. I, did, I didn't know you. Were, they were selling me suits. Yeah. Well, that's it'll be millionaire suits and all that. Yeah. Yeah, was it odd watching be. Clarkson do Millionaire? Cause it, they I it haven't seen it. And, oh, you didn't I see it? Didn't, and it wasn't deliberate. I'm so sure it, I read
2: a quote from you in the paper saying he's not done too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <Obviously, they just laughs> yes. An onlooker said. Said. <laughs> said a close friend of Chris's called Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, genuinely, I was
4: away in France. I was I, The first night, actually, the first the Saturday night started. I was down at the O2 watching mm. uh, one of the big fights this year. Oh, with Hay. Yeah. Hay. When he got beaten up by Bellum and all. Mm. Um, and then I was in France fishing. So, I, you know. Never seen it. I've no idea. I have actually, but it's like people sort of say, and people say, "Oh, you got to go back, Chris." No, I've left. I mean, I did fifteen years of it. What do you want, mm. blood? I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah. It probably set us all up for life. But I've done that now. I don't want to go back. For years, people were saying you've got to go back and do Tiz Wars. I don't want to be rolling around in custard <laughs> seventy-two years old. <laughs> They've <laughs> just had that uh, oh, just oh, had man.
1: that sixtieth anniversary of uh, of Blue Peter, haven't they? I mean, you mm. you, you've, you had a Tizwas anniversary show at one point. Didn't we, we, we did one, yeah, up yeah, yeah we yeah. did
4: uh, Tiz Wars reunited. Yeah, that was it. I must admit, it was a hoot mm. because the fans are just they are kind of obsessed. And they were like, we saw all the stuff building up. Two more nights, you know, one more sleep. Yeah, and the, yeah. today it's on. No, and people, they were just people like, loved it. It was just extraordinary. When I mean, me, Lenny, because I rang round all the, the guys and I said. We either all do it or we don't do it at all. And yeah. then said, oh, "I'll do it if you do it and and whatever." So Sally did it, and John Gordon spit the dog and all that lot. Trevor Easty was involved, a, wasn't he? he? Easty, yeah. yeah, yeah, because he's yeah.
2: big in sports TV. I mean, is well, apparently well, he was. Well, he is. Yeah. he is, I He's I enormous. <laughs> yeah,
4: he <laughs> yes. Is. Yeah. So they
1: all, say so all, everybody was up for it. No yeah, <laughs> one with no dissenting oh, yeah, voices. No, it was it's a
4: great good. show. We got David Bellamy on and Trevor McDonough, Trevor McDonald, and Trevor McDonald was yeah. one of the first sort of great guess, because Lenny did this impression of mm. Trevor McDonough, tum-ti-tum-ti-tum-ti-tum, <laughs> yeah. good morning, and he used to do this, and after a few weeks, I mean, mm. bless him, because you're going back to 1975 or something, well, Trevor was not that established at ITN. And I, with my producers out and rang ITN and said, look, we'd really like Trevor, Re- Trevor McDonald to come on and do, a, do an item with Lenny Henry. And then at the end, they both get buggers of water. Yeah. <laughs> They're going, this is the most promising new newscaster. We don't really want him to do this. <laughs> it's probably bad for his image. And Trev, bless him, Sir Trev, bless him, said, no, I want to do it. I want to go up there. Wow. And hmm. I had this ridiculous job. of. In, Lenny was in the middle of his routine as Sir Trev hmm. McDonald. And I had to go and get the real Trevor McDonald from the holiday Inn with a blanket over his head and <laughs> 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 took him into ATV studios. And this wonderful voice was going, this really is absolutely ridiculous. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. Yeah.
1: He's uh, <laughs> oh. halfway through the, the jokey news he, item yeah. and he walks he ta- on. Taps him on the he shoulder. He taps him on the shoulder. And Len and thought,
4: I mean, Len nearly turned white, bless him. I mean, he was just like, <laughs> once in his life, he stopped talking. Like, yeah, oh. yeah. It's, it, I remember the reaction on bo- his oh, face wonderful. is brilliant. And then yeah, they yeah. both... They both read newsflash, and we just threw buckets of water on him. Of
2: course he was a, br- a, wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful newsreader, a brilliant user and, yeah. and maker of documentary programmes. But we always found it quite amusing when he had to do the national television awards and do the comedy. And he'd have to do the gags. He'd have to <laughs> oh, be. Yeah. A, uh,
1: I said to my wife last night, and he'd do all this sort of stuff. It's yeah. <laughs> not sort of yeah. yeah, yeah. yes, one, one of his strengths. Doing the wasn't. Les Dawson
4: <laughs> material. <laughs> no, it's all now now you finished doing newsreading. There's always worked for you as a stand-up. Yeah, Trevor the O2 seems unlikely. Yeah, that's true. I saw. Bless him. Only a few months <laughs> back the comedians i saw billy Connolly. yeah on what may or may not be his last talk. oh god it's just wonderful still very good because he mm. he takes the mickey out of his, his his illness and the shakes and parkinson's and all that and he couldn't move around so much and i can't do a lot of it because you have to clean it up too much yeah but there's one bit billy's hair now it's all him mm. it goes down to it's his incredible waist. isn't it, it goes down to his waist. <laughs> and there's one bit where he pulls his hair right across his head and starts talking about that Donald Trump, and it's oh, just it's... <laughs> <laughs> he's in about twenty minutes with his hair over his head <laughs> talking about Donald Trump, and then the whole audience is going, "Please, yeah. just stop!" <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then he went off at the end. That's it. I see you next. Well, the state of me, I may not see you and all that. And he goes off to Johnny Kidd and the Pirates, shaking all over.
1: Wow, wow. which
4: is so yeah. brave. We just yeah, talking yeah. To, you know, just one. We just talking to Donny
1: Weir we're, yeah. before about the kind of um, suffering from motor neuron disease, uh, yeah. the the, uh, the power of sort of comedy and, and laughter and sort of dealing with stuff like this, and, and it. being <laughs> Connolly's
4: always been very brave. I mean mm. he's just I honestly think he's the funniest comedian of my lifetime. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of them. I just think well, he's that, that I mean that, that, that audience
1: that. with is one of the great hours of TV, just, I think
4: wow. amazing. Wow. It was actually about four hours, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was only allowed to use the um, the F word four times. Mm. So he came out and used them all up as soon as he walked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's mid quarter. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. He then did he ended it about another 200 times. It's a wonderful show, yeah. So, all so, it's with.
1: It sounds like life Life is good, as you
4: said. You, life you're is you're very travelling a lot and making the stuff you want to make. Oh, I'm going from sewer to sewer. <laughs> 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 sounds like yeah, this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just come back from uh, from Vietnam. Which was which was I can say hey I just flew in from Nam yeah, um, yeah. yeah I mean that was that was good the fascinating country because everything they've been through I've been there before but it's an amazing place and the people are so they're so relaxed I think because they've been been invaded all their lives there's mm. always been somebody taking I mean we we are lucky we've never been invaded we're still the British Isles mm-hmm. and you know. And they've got this attitude, no, no, the, the Americans are welcome back, the Chinese are welcome, and they just want the dollar, you know. They're very, very peaceful. They've got that nice in their car. Their food was shocking. Was it? <laughs> oh, oh, man. Every morning, breakfast, there's a huge bubbling bowl of fish porridge. Wow. Now, I like porridge. <laughs> yeah. You, you I probably like, like fish. Mackerel? I don't want them in the same pot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, every day. What a thought. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. just... oh, when we were filming in India... We're all about being really careful because obviously, you know, Mm. you don't want the deli belly when you've got a busy schedule and you don't want somebody Mm. constantly. So one of the crew comes out, big, silly grinning. This bowl of steaming something about half or six in the morning on a railway station in Delhi from the, the, the Delhi station shop. And we're going, What the hell have you got? He goes, Liver Danzak. Oh, Liver <laughs> Danzak. Liver Danzak. That's, <laughs> that's going to be, a, fish porridge, that's be yeah. a risk. <laughs>
1: no.
4: Well, Chris, oh, great
1: to see you. Yeah, good fun. It's, uh, good. it's always a pleasure. Friend of the show. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Gene Jacobs here on Talk sports uh, In this hour, we're off to Eindhoven uh, for a scouting report on PSV. Head of tonight's game, Tim Vickery joins us. It was Pele's birthday yesterday. He's just yeah, been on Twitter thanking right. people for the birthday messages.
2: 78,
1: wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's kind of dressed as the Reverend Pele uh, in <laughs> there. So um, we'll, we'll find out what they were getting up to over in Brazil for <laughs> Pele's birthday. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk a bit of Juve after their fine performance. It's in the Brazilian we? remake of The Vicar of Dibley. <laughs> yeah, Vicar of Ibley. <laughs> That's probably what it's
2: called, I want to imagine. It's great, isn't it? So, <clears throat> yes. What have we got? Oh, well, we, I we can know. also speak to uh, uh, Tim about Diego Maradona. Apparently, his lawyer has been speaking about the fact that uh, he's got a lot of offspring that he doesn't know about in Cuba. Is, in Cuba? Well, you know, he was quite friendly with uh, Fidel Castro. Yeah. And he'd go there and smoke a few cigars, and obviously, you know, have a night out. Have a night out, and uh, so there's a lot
1: of kind of little short, sort of dumpy kids with black curly hair yeah, wandering around. They might around. be good at football. They yeah, could they be could be. The yeah, football. imagine the Cuban national. I'm going to have a few quid on them for the what? what should it be about? Sort of twenty thirty four World Cup. We should might, all lump. Might be on. lacking
2: in centre halves and goalies. Though.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. A decent front line though. You, really? It would, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. I don't think he's got that many. You know. Oh well, Okay. Well, I'm, I'm obviously. Just, I'm, I'm only only a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really going to lump on for twenty thirty four. Yeah,
2: our old mate Andy Brassel has been uh, in LA, not only sort of looking into football over there, but watching basketball because he used to. You know, he
1: does a basketball podcast. He so anyways, does. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And of course, he's he's over there watching. Well, uh, he went over to see
2: LeBron make his uh, debut, and uh, he's lost his first three games. The son yeah. tells us after missing two free throws and a last-second jump shot. Uh, they lost by one point, 143-142. Must have been a good game there. Mm. Uh, and he said it was unacceptable. It's not like him, though. So uh, that, was, that was quite a surprise. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, it, the interesting uh, amount of correspondence about the Beckhams. I'm quite fascinated. <laughs> well, I am fascinated by them. The whole thing is like a phenomenon. It started with football, and it's always because of his... <laughs> relationship to football There's, it's mm. always a kind of sporting story even though it isn't but he is a <laughs> famous sportsman yeah he is yeah and I do uh, that. they the let the three letters in mm. the sun today mm. including the 50 quid one which i i'd love to get i'd love to earn 50 is that quid. your dream man you get a 50 quid letter i can't get any published in the sun I've tried over the years.
1: Is this, it's like your kind of uh it's like your uh, New York review of books, is it? Yeah. That, that would be That'd that's be it your for dream. Me. It would be. Yeah.
2: Um I'm surprised the Beckhams strive to get publicity at all costs, yeah. even the price of one another's feelings is Eileen Matthews of Ashford in Kent. Is this the 50
1: quid one? Yeah, it is.
2: The latest is their reported marital problems and alleged break-in. What do you think it was alleged? I think it happened. Right. It would be nice to hear if, they ha- if they've if donated money for charity, for instance, which they do a lot of charity work. I suppose they'll be flaunting their luxury Christmas soon, just when families are struggling to buy for their kids. I don't begrudge them doing well. Well, you obviously do, because you've just made those
1: comments. Yeah. Yeah. When is she going to give that 50 quid to charity, <laughs> yeah, old Eileen? Yeah. Go on,
2: Eileen. Go on. She might. Who Come knows? on, Eileen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, another one saying, uh, David Beckham giving a recording of the raid on their home to the media without wife Victoria's permission. Oh, dear, that will not do. Well, our are apparently so stretched they don't respond to trivial offences such as burglaries. They have no hesitation in getting involved in the Beckhams' break-in. With Posh and Beck's wealth, they could probably employ their own private police force. There's another one, Clint Webster there. He's not very happy with them. No. And the third one, so life with the Beckhams... No, but this is what you've got. So life with the Beckhams is not all that rosy at the moment. Just goes to show, though, without, you can't... <laughs> Although
1: you can't live without
2: it, money can't buy you everything, Wow. says wise Elaine Dillon.
1: Yeah, beautiful. So, many thanks Yorkshire. for bringing a very balanced take on, <laughs> uh, on the travails of the Beckhams.
2: Although about. I do think, I do find this a bit odd. You know, he's got this whiskey. David that he sponsors this oh yeah
1: it's, in Japan. it's big in Japan isn't it well it's, it's probably like a is big in
2: Japan yes but I think it's Scottish well it's made by a well known Scottish company okay and he relaxed with a dram of his own signature whiskey he sat with a glass of single grain I won't name the brand okay. by the pool during a break from the brand's make your own rules ad campaign shoot the of four went barefoot and chilled out in designer sunglasses Bex 43 said with this new campaign 43 <laughs> said yeah with this new campaign no one we, speaks like <laughs> well, that. I do. With this new campaign, we wanted to encourage people to enjoy scotch the way they want to. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's rubbish.
1: It doesn't mean anything. It's marketing. I, I
2: noticed the ad as well. When you watch it in the cinema, he never actually drinks it. He sort of floats around people who are drinking it's it. It's a bit like Pele in his Viagra commercial. I'd <laughs> say it is and The really. Reverend Pele. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. How's this? I, there's a few of these. This one's great because you see Fr- uh, Freddie Flint. Prin- Freddie Frinton, Freddie Frinton. That's a a different crowd. (laughs)
1: Martin Kellner's just woken up.
2: Yeah, Freddie Flintoff. Freddie Frinton is definitely not the new host of Top Gear. (laughs) Yeah. They're smoke. all going to be there, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, the last choice by BBC for Top Gear was Bad Enough, but now they've sunk to an all-time low. Is this, is a... I think they do a very good job. Of course. Flintoff, who most people have never heard of, this guy. Says, really. Is Just a letter? Yeah. God, oh, mean,
1: yeah. really? Yeah. The producer's never heard of Freddie Frinton, but I, probably, <laughs> I doubt if the producer's granddad has ever heard of him either. Look him up. Look him up. Come and make that part of your education. Make that part of your evening. <laughs> he was uh, quite... I mean, he was before my time, Freddie Frinter. No one's before your time. <laughs> he was. Let's be honest. Yeah, that can't be right, can it?
2: Did he have a funny way of smoking a cigarette? Well, I, 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 it's before, Andy, if he's before, before your time, mine.
1: I know him purely as a comedy name, that, that's all. <laughs> and, Much uh, like yourself.
2: Once again, looking at the Times Court Circular, I've noticed something, actually. Today, uh, let's congratulate Mr H. L. De Sanglier de la Bastie. Oh, yeah. He's got engaged to Miss S. R. H. Hungerford. Is
4: but, it? Is he, I mean, is he Cornish? <laughs>
2: no, he's not. A Cornish he's, bastard. I think he's French. Okay. But the thing is, it's never John Smith or Bill Jones, is it? It's all these sort of posh, double barreled names. I'd like to see well, something ordinary. Isn't names it the and...
1: Times announcement? Well, it is. If, well, the, if the Star did uh, the equivalent, <laughs> wouldn't it be fantastic? It would. It would be followed by bacon sandwiches and fireworks at midnight. It would be great, just like normal people would do. That's right, announce yeah. them. Oh, Oh, yeah, you've remembered something. Sport. You've got some sport for Buffalo you. racing. Who oh, yeah. knew
2: jockeys competing the annual water buffalo race in Chomburi Province, Thailand? Yeah. Actually, I had a bet. Actually, I did all right. I was on mozzarella Boy in the two thirty. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did it come in for you? No, it didn't. Double I carpet. You. I'm afraid not. Okay. Well, well, well done.
1: You know, too, but buffalo <laughs> racing. That's, that sounds a bit dangerous, doesn't it? It's a bit grim if you have to rate bet on buffalo racing. Really. <laughs> yeah. There they Imagine are. that. I did. You know, I, I, football wasn't good to me, and obviously, but I did most of my money on <laughs> buffalo <laughs> racing. That would be. So Sobering, wouldn't it? Really, yeah. It would be, and it's only once a year, but you know, I couldn't help myself. Please gamble responsibly. and let me of let me add that at this definitely point. You got to say that, right? I think that's it,
2: basically. Is that you? that's you? That's you well, done? The usual it? guff, Rita. Hora, yeah, I, guess, I can't even be bothered what, with that. You? Just tell
1: me break, briefly what she's oh, doing Rita today. wishes
2: her sister a happy birthday, but maybe all about her. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I think
1: you've uh, you've said it all, really. That's so, it. still to come, we've got live football tonight. Um, we've got a game I, I should be watching. Um, I'm, I'm going
2: to be watching it but I, I don't think honest, in all honesty the UEFA have stitched me up I, I don't think they've done it to you personally <laughs> but it feels like it because if I watch t- if I watch that from 5 to 6 yeah. till 10 o'clock honestly I won't mean, even time to eat so I'm basically going to watch the Spurs game off your game. lap do what I'm doing I'm going to watch the Spurs game and then I'm going to have to sacrifice the Liverpool game but I'll tape to, it to watch,
1: watch what? Watch. I mean what, what will be oh, the alternative? I don't know
2: but I, I've got to
1: Nine nine nine. What's your emergency? Or <laughs> yeah. neighbours on the Twenty four years in A and E. Yeah, I don't think it's twenty four years. No, twenty
2: four hours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Although actually it, was, like that actually, it was like it was a little <laughs> bit of satire. <laughs> so there we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. We return tomorrow from uh, one. Um, I'm off to watch the match now. Hope you well, enjoy it. Yeah. Do you mean that? Yes. We're good. <laughs> Uh, I'll be right behind you when you play Batty Borisov tomorrow, <laughs> so remember right. <laughs> that. Uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more